It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that featured two co-hosts in the state of Georgia this weekend. We're back for another episode. It's RDT. It's Banks. It's myself, Taylor Smythe. And guys, pretty slow last couple weeks, I would say, in, in Baltimore sports. That's not to say there aren't things to talk about, but no glaring headline. I think we have to jump into sort of a more general sports topic. It does have to do with the Orioles in a certain sense. What is going on with this pitcher situation in, in Major League Baseball? I got, I, got two, I got two baseball minds, two expert baseball minds in front of me here on the Zoom. I need, I need a breakdown. I need, I need takes. I need a breakdown. I need your thoughts. Is this embarrassing the game? Is this good for the game? Is all publicity good publicity? Is them t- checking the Orioles knuckleballer Mickey Janice absolutely insane? Uh, start off, RDT. What are your overall thoughts on this entire thing? And I guess how it relates – you know, it's funny how it relates sort of back to the Orioles. We heard, we talked Grayson Rodriguez on last week talking about all the different ways they're trying to gain advantages with analytics and all these different things. They're trying to bring down spin rate with this, which is a huge you know point of discussion. Um, and I don't know, all of this sort of goes into the overall you know pot of where baseball is, the, the mix of what baseball is becoming right now in 2021. It's funny because I was listening to the Starting Nine podcast with Dallas Braden and Jared, and they were talking Dallas. It isn't it funny where two or three years ago teams were living and dying by spin rate, like they were signing pitchers based off their spin rate, and now it's like they don't want anything to do with spin rate. They're, if you have a high spin rate, now it's bad because it means you're using something. Um, I think the last two nights, again, we're recording on a Wednesday. Monday is when they started officially checking these pitchers before the game, before innings, during innings. And I mean, the, the, the things that we've seen from it have just been outright hilarious. You got Max Scherzer getting checked three times on, was it last night? I think Um, did not appreciate that at all. Um, Today they were calling for Bryce Harper to get his hair checked. I think I was more joking around, but it was still pretty funny. I mean, they're checking guys. They look like monkeys, like picking the bugs off each other. They're like inspecting people's hair. They're, they're asking what they're using in their hair because there's a mark in their hat from it now. Like it's, and I love Sergio Romo stripping down, you know, taking his pants down to his knees almost last night. They're just making a mockery of the situation because that's, I mean, that's how the guys are feeling about it. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like a dog and pony show. It's, it's very weird. Um, I don't think you're going to catch anyone with anything because again, I think you've given these guys enough of a head start where if they were using something, they stopped. Uh, I know there were a couple of mysterious pitchers placed on a, on the 10 day DL. People were like, maybe that's to get them kind of hidden away from, to, to, you know, they were using stuff. I don't know. Um, it, it's bizarre right now to see pitchers coming off the mound, taking their belts off, taking their hats off, you know, showing the inside of their glove. I think a guy today had to wipe down the inside of his glove before he pitched. It's, it's super bizarre. Um, Rob Manfred said he thinks it's gone great the last two days, though, which is right up his, just right up his alley. I mean, you, you couldn't, it's just a perfect quote from, from, you know, uncle Robbie. So it's, again, I'm just, I'm more interested to see which pitchers dick around with it and, and how much fun they're having with it. Because yeah, it's, we're watching a knuckleballer who averaged 396, you know, uh, his spin rate was 396, him getting checked for sick, sticky substances tonight. So. I think that, well, this is all something that needed to happen. Let's start with that. Like, why are we doing this? It's because the spin rate stuff has had a material change on the way baseball is being played out there. You're looking at these guys that had mediocre careers or slow starts to their careers, and then they go to certain places, and then all of a sudden they're, they're, they become gods on the mound. They become much better players. It's too suspicious to just 
just say like, oh, this is just happening and let it go. Like they have to even the playing field here. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not all teams should be able to use some of this sticky stuff or all of them shouldn't, like, I don't really know. Like personally, I think the, 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 the pitchers that are complaining about, like, I need this for grip or else I'm going to hit a guy in the face with a fastball. Like that's nonsense. That's complete nonsense. Baseball's been played for tons of years. The ball is round. If you can't get a good, good grip on it, that's like, I mean, it's just nonsense. This is like, I don't know any other way to put it. Like, um, yeah, baseballs can get, they can get wet. They can be a little glossy. They, they rub the balls up with the mud before every single game. It's the same mud from like some Delaware river that they're all super uptight about. Um, but I mean, it's a baseball, like it's been thrown for, for like, they've had the same baseball substantially for like a hundred years. You know, you can say that they've like tweaked it a little bit or they've rolled it back or, you know, that there, there may be some truth to that, but when it comes to the grip, when it comes to the material that is on the baseball itself, like it hasn't changed. So you just got to learn how to throw it. And if it's, if you're having an issue gripping it, then you need to figure out how to grip a baseball from the start. So yeah, I think that will be had to do something about it just to at least make things even. And um, there are some pitchers that are, that are not taking too kindly to it. And you know, whether that's right or wrong, um, I don't know, like everybody's being subjected to it. So the thing that happened last night or two nights ago with Scherzer and Girardi, like Girardi was for sure. I mean, he was a dickhead about it. I mean, he, he was, was playing games. He, he was, but he was playing games. He was obviously trying to get under Scherzer's skin. If Scherzer isn't a dickhead when the umpire comes out in the first inning and makes a big fuss about it, Girardi doesn't plant it in his head. Like, Oh, I'm going to really ruffle this guy's feathers and have him, you know, go back out there and do it again. So Everyone's been hammering Girardi and rightfully so, but we're acting like Scherzer doesn't deserve some blame for being an asshole from the start for being subjected to the same thing. Everybody else is across the league and then be, you know, having more brought upon him because he was acting like a dickhead. Like he planted the seeds in Girardi's head that this is something that's, you know, bothersome to me. Like, yeah, of course this, this, this manager is going to try to get under skin. Like, so that's like, at least like, my take on that, that I don't think anybody's really thrown out there. Like, yeah, by the third time, whatever. Yeah. Scherzer, like he's going to be upset. Like it's, it was ridiculous what Gerardi was doing, but at the same time, like you brought upon yourself. I think it's interesting. This has been, this has been the big, I think story locally in the past 24 hours. Um, I guess if you, if you consider the DMV, you know, Baltimore, I'm not going to get into that, but like all this sort of one sports area, like this has clearly been the dominant story. That stuff happened last night. Everyone in all the Nats fans love Max Scherzer. They will defend everything Max Scherzer does. He, Max Scherzer is clearly kind of a lunatic, but he's great. So, you know, you live with it. And then Mike Rizzo, Mike Rizzo, the Nats GM, called Girardi a con artist on the radio this morning in DC, which just sort of extended the life, the life um, cycle. And he's out there defending his players. Like, good call. That's going to score you points in the locker room. And Girardi was definitely playing games, but I agree with what you said. If if Scherzer just handles it like Shohei Otani did tonight, which he was like thanking the umpires. He was like laughing. For, he was having a great time. Um, then nothing happens. Like nothing will happen to Otani. He won't get checked again. No, He just won't get checked again. Like uh, I think it's very interesting. I think you make a really good point, Banks, in terms of like baseball's been played for a long time. It's also being played at a lot of different levels, like college and high yeah. school. You don't have guys probably sitting there like figuring out the best grip to the baseball and figuring out their spin rates. 
and like people aren't getting blasted in the head at, at an accelerated rate. Yeah, like high school baseball, college baseball, all these different levels of baseball, you would you come across different types of baseballs. There's like the like different brands, Diamond, Rawlings, uh, Wilson makes baseballs. Uh, there's even some like off brands that that suck. You know them when you get them, but I I cannot say that I've ever seen somebody get hit because like I just like this ball is just ungrippable. Like, and then and, the, and the, at these lower levels of baseball, they're recycling balls. I mean, they're more subject to have scuffs and and smears and and all kinds of weird things happen to them. The only thing that's different about Major League Baseball is they're rotated out more often, and the seams sometimes can be a little bit lower than other baseballs. And that's honestly to take spin out of it, to take a little bit away from the pitcher so that they can't spin off these breaking balls. Because some some of these little league balls I remember playing with, like the seams are thick. I mean, you could really snap off curveballs with them, but regardless like it's round it's you just got to put your fingers around it and you got to have the, the the ball roll off the tip of your fingers and that's how you generate spin like it's just not this thing about losing grip of fastballs and having them go i mean like the one thing that happens you get a little sweaty when it's hot in the summer or whatever they give you rosin for that and and you deal with it but it's in terms of it being so slippery that you can't even control the the, the baseball it's nonsense well, what do you what do you think about them doing it in the middle of the season? Where, because before when they're saying that we're going to collect balls, we're going to collect data, we're going to analyze all this, they said like we're not going to punish anyone. We're not going to don't you don't have to worry about about you know getting getting suspended, getting fined, getting whatever. And then when it turns out when they're getting this data back and they're like, oh shit, maybe more people are doing it than we think. Okay, now it's a ten game suspension with pay if you're caught with it. Blah blah blah. Like I know Dallas and a couple of the guys were basically saying that's like telling a batter in the middle of the season, guess what? You're not allowed to use batting gloves or, Hey, you can't use bat grip. You can't use pine tar, something like that. Just in the middle of the season. And I know, I think glass now talked about it. And I think Cole talked about it too. The like, I'm fine with it. But in the middle of the season, glass now is like, I threw 80 innings with it. And now obviously I know we talked about it when we were at the Bay Sox game last week, he's like, you know, I threw 80 innings with it. I threw a different way. And now he's, he's out for the year, maybe more. So it's, you know, I mean, that, that, I don't know. Do you think that could have been handled better doing it? You say, Hey, after the all-star break, what I can't figure out is the hammer now, like where was, where's major league baseball been on this? Like, like they knew, like, this is what has been going on the last years with spin rate and the way pitching Mm -hmm. change and Tim Kirchin's done the entire sort of like media tour on, you know, ESPN.com and on sports center about like, the change of baseball and all this elevated strikeouts. And that also goes to how people are, are changing their approach at the plate and how things are being taught and things like that. But like, I don't know. I just don't know where major League baseball was like, did they just panic in the middle of the year and be like, Oh my God, this is destroying baseball. And like, I, yeah, you have like things like competition committees and you, you have to have your pulse, sort of a pulse on what's going on in the league. And maybe they, maybe it was just sprung upon. I just can't I imagine they're not, you know, who, whose job is it to figure this out? Somebody I don't know. Kind of- I don't know if you guys read the. There was an article that somebody wrote about the um, the Angels clubhouse attendant that had been making the mixtures and stuff, and he says he had he, he said he had learned it from Troy Percival like mm-hmm. twenty years early, ago, early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it was just a mixture of uh, two like very common substances that you find um, anywhere, and. Uh, he just had the mixture and then like word just got around slowly, you know, Justin Verlander and guys like that. And they would, um, Cole, just, and I think Scherzer just, was, I think started, Scherzer was mentioned in that. Scherzer right? was. Yeah. I mean, they, so he was accommodating all these guys and, um, 
I think when it, when when those guys, not those specific guys, but guys that knew about these mixtures, um, went out and said, "Okay, this is good stuff." Like, when where can I get something that's better, that's maybe more, you know, made for this type of thing, as opposed to us just mixing. I forget what the two substances were, but and so when when it got elevated the last, I think three, four, five years to this what spider attack and and these types of Bull, extra bullfrog like, i think was one of them yeah i think it just elevated the 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 use of it where it became so rampant and so and the differences were so stark between one team and another um i think that's when major league baseball said hey we got to do something about this and i well, think i think the first domino was this guy with the angels but they're not going to start making you know huge rippling moves like and punish players um, without kind of having their information a little more clear. And I think that's the difference between what it was before COVID during spring training last year, that, that, that clubhouse attendant just kind of was the fall guy. Mm-hmm. And then now I think they just wanted to get more data and just try to figure out what the heck was going on. What's well, really amazing is that the guy worked for the angels and they just continue to lose and lose and lose and lose. Cause he was finding the other pitchers. It was, yeah, he was, he was selling it to anyone. He maybe should give it to Mike Trout. He figured out a way to win. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. But also <laughs> that's different. They're I can't help different myself. I, I just can't. Yeah. I, can't. Um, I mean, and we forgot, I mean, we haven't even mentioned one of the biggest, the guy who's been beating the drum the whole time saying these guys are cheating is Trevor Bauer. Bauer was the guy who was screaming from the mountaintop. Like people are doing stuff. People are doing stuff. No one cares. Yeah. So he goes, all right, if no one cares, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to mess. And he openly, he said on part of my take, he's like, I'm sitting there messing around with different grips, different substances and seeing on these slow motion cameras, what it does and all that. So like, is it a coincidence? He goes out and he wins a Cy Young and now he's the highest paid, you know, average per year. Um, you know, player ever. And, and cause again, it's like, he saw everyone cheating. It's, it's kind of like the guy who, Hey, I saw the other guys doing steroids. I had to keep up and I, I, you know, I, I wanted to make some money too. So they, they did it. But I mean, Bauer, Bauer was the, the guy who's been banging the drum for a while. And he's like, if no one's going to listen, if they don't care that they're cheating, guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to start benefiting from this too. So yeah, that that's what you're talking about banks when it's, I'm not using dirt, rosin and sweat. I'm going to sit down with a scientist and, figure out a compound of this, this, and this, put it in a mixture in one of those paint spinners or whatever well, and create something instead of just making it. And you, he, I mean, the amount of, like you said, like he's able to then test it. Like you heard what great, we, you know, we talked to Grayson, like the amount of technology that is in baseball that they can find out information before they even go out and play. And I, I don't know what the Orioles are doing. He's talking about the sort of secretive from that perspective, the program they have, I'm sure that's all whatever, but like, all of the things that every major league baseball team has is enough to figure out, you know, how things are going to play and how you're the, you know, the tunnel, your pitch changer, but all these different things. Like it's very, very interesting. And, and it's probably going to be something where, you know, as you said, I think everyone, you know, Rob Manfred's in a tough spot because everyone just hates him at this point. <laughs> and they're probably not making the wrong decision in terms of the long-term health of the game. But the way it's been introduced in the middle of the year has, you know, gotten the players very upset, even though, as you said, the suspension. And then he sort of gives a player-friendly suspension 10 days <laughs> with pay and gets killed for because it's like, well, they're cheating. Why would you not punish them more? So he's kind of in a – I don't think he's a very good commissioner, but he's kind of in a tough spot because, you know, if you feel like that the game is being made less entertaining – 
by this happening, ultimately you have to save the product that's on the field because that's the reason that Trevor Bauer makes hundreds of millions of dollars is because people are willing to pay money to watch, money to watch on TV, and all this different money to advertise with it. And if it's a game that's unwatchable, no one is going to continue to do that. So again, I, it's I think it's just how they went about it, where they said we're going to look at balls, we're going to look at numbers and spin rates and stuff like that, and like don't worry, guys. It's like your teacher is saying, like, hey, use this cheat sheet during the test. And then halfway through the test goes around and takes them all. And is like, sorry, you can't use these now. You guys are going to do too well in the test. So, you know, again, like, like you said, it's, they're, they're in a weird spot where it's, what do you, do you, I mean, you know, should they have just, because Jared was saying, he said, he was like, I bet they bring it back for the postseason. He said, I bet two weeks before the postseason, they tell teams that are eligible, you guys can use it. And Dallas was like, there's no way in hell they do that. Like, why, why would yeah, they do it then? No like, and then he brought in the weather and the cold and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think there's any chance. But it's just, again, the, the timing of it was all very weird, especially after saying we're not going to, we're not going to bang, you know, we're not going to bang anyone with a suspension. We're not going to hit your wallet. And now it's like, guess what? 10 games, that's a dead roster spot. And that's what they were talking about. If it's a starter, it's whatever, you can kind of get, get your way around it. But they were like, one way that if, if this happens and it's a reliever, like, who was it? Giovanni Gallegos from the Cardinals, who was the first one to kind of have the spot on his hat and the pit and the, and Joe West made him remove it. I mean, if you're a team and you lose a reliever for 10 days and you can't call someone up and it's just a dead roster spot, that's a big hole in, in your, you know, that's a, that's a huge penalty for 10 days. So yeah. if it's a reliever who gets caught, I mean, it, it's going to be a big thing. And a starter, again, you can kind of get away with it. But the whole thing is just, it's so baseball. Like, it's it's so it's baseball. It's so baseball. And, it's and like, on top of it, last week you had the story about the, the Orioles minor leaguers, you know, being worried about having to sleep in their cars and stuff like this. And it's like, so you got guys who, who don't know where they're going to sleep. But, hey, don't use that sticky stuff. Like That was it, very interesting, that entire thing. And then Michael Elias being like, we're, you know, I, I never and allow I, that to happen. I don't know if we talked about it on here. I talked to guys on the Bay Sox and they said, they said no one is sleeping in their cars. They said, all they said was the Orioles have let, they let us know two months ago that they were going to stop paying for hotels at home on this day. And it's kind of like, you got a couple months to figure it out. And that just happened to be that day. And some guys were worried about how to ration their money. And, but he was like, there's no one who's openly been like, I'm going to sleep in my car tonight. Like, or I'm going to sleep in my car tomorrow, you know? So it, it was a very weird thing. But again, it's like, there's so much shit going on in baseball right now. Like you ha- you're having the Mets fire front office people every day for like their workplace misconduct. But it's like, Hey, the big story of the day is Sergio Romo took his pants down and almost showed the umpire his ball. Very much a, very much a crossroads for minor league baseball right now. Yeah. A little bit. It's been cut that all way the, for a few years now. You cut all those mm-hmm. teams. They cut all those teams. And you have organizations that are just continually going to be cash strapped because of COVID. So you're going to have you're going to have guys that were already living, you know, and they're playing professional baseball. So there's going to be no like outright sympathy for these guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, the just things are going to continue to be cut. I mean, we talked about that in the entire offseason with the Orioles. Is you know, where are they allocated? I'm sure more of it's being allocated to the computer program that's helping Grayson Rodriguez through 103 miles an hour than to you know guys living situations because some of it's, that's going to make more money in the long term than making sure the you know 28th guy on the Bay Sox is at a hotel every night some of it could go to buying Adley a new glove that was unbelievable that was perfect I thought that was so cool I can't believe you haven't obtained that glove 
I don't I, believe me. I'm I'm trying to work. I'm I'm we're we're doing some stuff. And believe it or not, that's the first time Grayson has ever broken a glove in a game. Then, honestly, a catcher's glove breaking is pretty preposterous. Like he said, he's broken them in practice very tightly, and the, where where it appears to have broken is just ridiculous. Like that's not supposed to happen at all. Like it's almost like something. It was almost like there's foul play at hand. Like like how did this even happen? Direct quote from him: "Blew the laces out in the webbing. Think there were four that snapped." Jesus. And I said, "That can't be the first time you've done that, right?" He said, first time during a game." So, again, take that for for what you will. But I mean, there's things you have worn down over time, but like, that's just ridiculous to have that all happen at one time. The best was how Adley reacted too. He kind of just like looked at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had it happen to a first base club before, and I'm just he, like, it's happened to Trey like, a couple what? of times this year at first base. Like you, you see that every you see that, I don't know, probably 10, 15 times a year. Yeah, I feel like in the majors. There's a slot there on the first yep. base glove that it can a ball like squirts between the webbing. But mm-hmm. in terms of like just ripping and shattering a catcher's glove, it's ridiculous. And and you were talking about, you know, the money to the to the minor league teams. That's why you go out and support your minor league teams like the Bay Sox who have Grayson Rodriguez going on Saturday. So I, I may try and go to that game too. Mm-hmm. Gas it up. Bring the yeah, gas can. I, I, uh, someone in my Facebook, my neighborhood Facebook group on Monday posted, anyone got an unused gas can I can use? <laughs> and I texted it to our buddy Paul at the Bay Sox. And I said, gas him. I said, gas it up, baby. We're spreading. <laughs> we're, go- we're going all over. So um, We need to figure out what, what's the campaign to get Trey Mancini into the home run derby. What, what is that? I mean, I- it, Dan Connolly wrote a great article in The Athletic today. Read, very it. good. It was very and- good. I mean, it's, it's, it is such a no brainer for baseball. Like they do the stand up to cancer thing at the all-star game. And it's, you know, it's one of the saddest things every year to see it's, it's up there with like the Jimmy V speech, you know, at the ESPYs. And it's just, you know, you see a lot of people holding their signs up and it's like, I mean, who better than, than Trey to, you know, I mean, he, he fits the, the profile perfect. And with Vladimir Guerrero not being in it, it's like that opens a perfect, a perfect hole right there for you to put Trey in because I don't think he's going to make the all-star team. I think it's going to be Mullins or they're obviously only going to get one guy in. I think it'll be Mullins. It's not going to be means because of the injury the last couple of weeks, but I mean, it's, it's a perfect opportunity to showcase him kind of not honor him, but kind of put him up on this pedestal. And, and cause again, I mean, he was, he was a major story in baseball the first couple of weeks and it's not like he's, he's playing terrible. He's still with two sixty something, I think two fifty, fourteen 14 home runs. And you know, 50 some RBIs now like the other thing that's a no-brainer about it is that event should be a star making vehicle mm-hmm. I mean you should put people in that in that event that have the potential to connect with people on a certain level whether that be because of the display they can put on a personal story where they're from connecting to the city are they from the city that the, the thing is in like the, that should be just a storytelling vehicle like absolutely that, what it is I know everyone loves the home of derby they want all the best players speeding every year sort of like the slam dunk contest. Like that's just not going to happen or the three point contest in the NBA. But like Pete Alonzo is a much bigger star because of that event. Like mm-hmm. you want that event to do that. And I know that Trey Mancini plays for right now, one of the worst teams in baseball and is not a household name, but there are things about him that obviously the, the incredible story from coming back, but yeah, like went to Notre Dame. There's a connection with a bunch of the country that loves watching Notre Dame. Like, you know, is a very personable, you know, good dude. Like there's just things in there that you should sell and that why not? If you can't get, 
Vlad, I'd love Vladdy Jr. to be in that thing because that guy's awesome. But two, two questions. Uh, what was the peak of Orioles baseball between like 2002 and 2000? Miguel Tejada winning end of 2011. Miguel yeah. And then, and then, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Bobby Abreu? Yeah, you home think you think of that home, home run, run derby. derby. I, th- I, if Josh Hamilton didn't hit all the home runs here, that would be the first thing I'd think about him. Honestly, I, I was gonna <laughs> say like when you were talking about that, like the story that connects. You know, it was that would H- Hamilton was the perfect example of that. The, and I'm trying to think like who won. Todd Frazier won in that in his hometown the one year or yeah, not hometown. Could know with his dad pitching, his dad to him throwing to him. He went over in Kansas City. If you yeah, remember, yeah, that yep. was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, I think it is such a layup. Um, if if they ask, and Dan Connolly wrote in the article, like Trey has said that he would like to do it, and if it's if if there is an an invitation, maybe there has been an invite tossed out, maybe not. I can't imagine being oh. an athlete that's grown up and played a sport and not wanted to do the home run derby or the dunk contest, mm-hmm. for example. Wait, in, the, in the article, it said he was, he won, he won one when he was 10 and he was like the only guy to hit a home run. He won with one and like he won the big East one when he was <laughs> in Notre Dame. Cooperstown and- Dreams Park when we were 10 years old, the one kid hit a home run. Yeah. Like the entire, thing, right? Right? The entire tournament. Yeah, no, I think that's that's the that's the whole thing is like you put people in that to create moments. And if you're the MLB, who really doesn't exist in a world where they have ton of a ton of breakthrough national stars, you have to create stars in local markets because ultimately, like not to get too in the weeds, but your local TV deals is kind of what makes your sport go right now in terms of money. Like make Trey Mancini a bigger star in Baltimore. If he wins the home run derby, he's a bigger star. Miguel Tejada became a bigger star. It's also it's just it would be such a layup. For, he shot B twelve, twelve, and he lied about his age fifteen yeah, times. Or yeah, it's like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, eighty six years old. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he took like John Smoltz like almost out of the new Tiger Stadium and won the MVP that year too. Oh, at the home end every or at the at the Every year. year, yeah. Yep. Go look up that video. Miguel Tata shit on that ball. Yeah, I do remember that. I love Miguel Tata. He was awesome. He was awesome. That was, that was, yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch in those events. But again, I mean, I think. I think it's a no-brainer. Think about every ESPN could do a billion pieces on him. You could sit him down with Kirkchin. You could sit him down with whoever, and you know, do a pregame piece. And and I don't know. Again, again, and who knows if he, I mean, the guy could probably use some rest. I know he's played in pretty much every game. Um, you know, his body's not what it was before the cancer, but I, I think it would be awesome. I'm going to watch it regardless. But I think if you could get him in there with Alonzo, Otani. Like I would, I would love to see Juan Soto. I would love to see Tatis. I don't think Tatis will do it with his shoulder. Um, Acuna. I mean, there's a billion of these like young stars that I would love to see in this event. Yeah, but, no I disrespect mean, Otani, to some of the names, but like a lot of years, you just get names, and it's like, why are you in this? Jason like, I Bay. love BJ Surhoff. Like, why was he in a home run derby? Jason Bay. That you know, a couple years, and it's like, what what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Jason Bay. He went over, I think. I remember Larry Walker swung and missed the last yeah. time it was at uh, it was at Coors Field, which is always a good uh, which is always pretty funny to see guys swing and miss in the home. Yeah, game. hopefully, hopefully he gets in there. That would be very, very fun, and would uh, be just a sort of another, you know, marker of what has been you know one of the one of the great feel good stories in baseball the last few years. Um, mini camp for the Ravens over. Training camp starts. You know, in a month or so, I think it's like July 28th or something. Um, Sammy Watkins, 
people rave reviews about Sammy Watkins late in camp. That was fun to see. Um, a lot of talk about the receivers. A lot of talk about no one being able to tape Lamar Jackson passes and being able to put out Lamar Jackson content. It is what it is. I'm like seeing Pat McAfee talk about that and then like all this hubbub about this one pass. It's an out route. Sammy Watkins going up and getting a ball that was maybe thrown a little bit high of target, but still on target on time to an open receiver on the corner. It was a good throw. The spot, it's just not a perfect spiral. So like who gives a fuck? It got to where it needed to go. <laughs> Like, this is one of my pet peeves about Lamar. It's like, oh, he doesn't throw a perfect spiral all the time. That it, Like, who gives a shit? He gets the ball to where it needs to go way more often than he doesn't. The numbers all support that. He has some areas that he needs to work on, throwing outside the numbers sometimes. Um, but in terms of him being able to throw and, like, like, him getting dragged on the internet for that pass, it's ridiculous. And I'm sick of it. And um, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I got on that. Because, I mean... You get me going here, and it's it's mid June. I can't be getting going like this in mid June on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did love the Zuribek did a, a good story on Jimmy Smith, who I feel like is just not talked about as a Raven, as just a longtime Raven. Um, said he will never play for another team. This will be the only team he plays. Absolutely for. will not. I love it. Love uh, that. Love that. It's just different here. This is different. Yeah, it, it just means more. I think that's the Ravens saying, right? Like the Ravens, they just mean more. Is that a, are you taking a shot at the SEC? No, I was going to say, it's just, you know, no. like that's fun. It's just, it's just but different. I mean, because they, t- I mean, they, they picked him when, because the, the book on Jimmy Smith when he was coming out of Colorado wasn't the best. No, like, he, he no, was, there were concerns there. Was yeah. There were a lot issues. of concerns. All character yeah. issues. And then he, he's done a few things along the way that have not been like way out of line, but they've been like, Green turtle bathroom uh, at Towson. Bathroom. There was, I guess it was a verbal abuse, but it wasn't, I mean, we don't have to get too deep into that stuff, but stuff that they suspended him for. Um, and I think they were close to getting rid of him just because it was post Ray Rice. And that was a very touchy subject. Um, but that was only three, four years ago. And they, they kind of stood by him and they said, but we got to give you, give you something here. And he, he took his punishment and he weighed his time out. And I think that he appreciates, um, the support that the, the franchise has given him over the years and stood by him, even though he's made some mistakes. So um, yeah, and injuries too. Like, he's been injured. Everyone knows he's, he's had the, uh, I think he had a Liz Frank injury at one point. He's, you know, he's been banged up and the, and the, the organization still believes in him. And I think that's him just kind of returning the favor. He is one of five Ravens that were on the team for the last Super Bowl run. Can you name the other four? Yep. Sam cook, Justin Tucker, Anthony Levine and uh, Pernell McPhee came back. Yes, Pernell McPhee came back. Was yeah. not here the entire time. Oh yeah, back. Those are your five. Also, your I'm five. sure well, that's kind of wild considering how much rosters turn over. Yeah, I know they're two special teams guys, so it is sort of. He probably saw what happened to Ed Reed. Like he does. I mean, not putting him in the same category as Ed Reed at all, but sure, he saw. Like I'm sure, I'm sure he's talked to Ed. You know, and again, I think we've talked about it before. If Ed could go back in time. He probably doesn't go to Texas. He probably doesn't, or he probably doesn't go to Houston. He probably doesn't go to New York. Probably should have just called it quits then, rode off into the sunset, and we don't get those awkward pictures of him as a Jet. But I'm sure stuff like that. I'm sure lingers in in Jimmy Smith's mind. And I know our buddy Tyler uh, is is good friends with him, and is his essential water like guy. Like <laughs> that's his water guy, and he he loves Jimmy. He's like he's one of my all time favorite Ravens. Um, Ring of Honor. Yay, nay. 
Because uh, you know what know. people are going to say if Chris oh, McAllister isn't. going to say, each for first round picks. I don't think Jimmy has. I don't think he's got the pro and the pro bowls and the accolades to go with it. But yeah, no, he's got no pro. He's got nothing. He's got no black ink or anything. Yeah, he's out. Really good Raven. Like, no doubt about it. But fourth and and goal against Crabtree. Yeah. I know. It's a big play. He's only started all 16 games in a season twice. Yeah, it's not terribly surprising either. Games played 12, 11, 16, 8, 16, 11, 12, 12, 9. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not excited to look for reasons not to put him in, but he's oh, I'm not either. I like him. I like him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over 2014 World Day weekend, three bottle Ravens players, including Smith, were tossed out of an Ocean City Maryland nightclub. Can you name the other two? <laughs> it was Jacoby Jones and uh, Ray Rice. No, Bernard Pierce, but very close. We're all asked, oh. all asked to leave for uh, inability. Somebody- to quote unquote remain maintain their composure. That is tremendous. <laughs> I think we know uh what bar that was. That is just so funny. Well, that's why we I said the other name because if you go back, listen mm-hmm. to Leighton Leighton Moore interview secrets, yeah. great episode. Put, yeah, that's just such a funny go. way to put it. Inability to maintain their composure. I had to blog that too. Sir, I'm not drunk. I just don't have the ability to maintain my composure. I, I, wonder, if that, that. I wonder if I lost that blog to the Devness or not. I like that though. Could not maintain my composure. No, babe, I swear. I what Towson, Maryland bar was he? Was he had? Did he have? That was, that oh, was, that Green, was Turtle. Green Turtle. Green Turtle. The girls' bathroom. Oh. oh, oh! I got a blog. Jacoby Jones, Bernard Pierce, and Jimmy Smith were thrown out of secrets this weekend, May twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen, at eleven eleven a.m. I wrote this blog. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get out of kick, kicked out of secrets? I mean, uh, I didn't know much about secrets at the time. <laughs> oh <laughs> my, my oh my, my oh my! What a what a sign of things to come for you. Jeez, what a st- and I quote <laughs> that is hilarious. You can do a line of coke off a waitress asshole and barely get a slap on the wrist. I wrote that. <laughs> that is, boy have taught how how that is what wow. have changed you must have put the period on that sentence and thought, man, what a good one. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Jeez. That is an old school bar school writing style that is a bit gone by the wayside right there. Man, can't I might tweet this blog out. <laughs> <laughs> what a blog. Um, <laughs> oh no, Jimmy's still on the team. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, don't do that to Jimmy. Do don't do that. this. He's clearly uh, things have gotten better over the last few years for the guy. He's, he's moved forward. And we've got a. I mean, that's a former guest as well. Yes, that's true. We did have Jacoby. Well, Jimmy Smith would be fun yeah, to we'll have. Get on Bernard show. Pierce on the show too. Yeah, yeah, get Bernard Pierce. On. <laughs> Jimmy Smith would be fun. That's you know, you yeah. know, yeah. almost a decade of service to the team. Decade? Yeah. No, it is a decade of service to the team. That's. <laughs> June 20, I'm in his Wikipedia, you know, citations here. Uh, article from BaltimoreRavens.com, June 23rd, 2012. Kerry Williams not worried about Jimmy Smith nipping at heels. <laughs> <laughs> from Ryan Mink. That is tremendous. <laughs> nipping at his heels. Kerry Williams. Oh, people oh man. We should, do, we should do something on the show where we just go through. I don't even know how you would do this. You could just go. I just want to read headlines like one headline, like game to game, like in each Ravens season, like leading up into the season. It's just funny to remember like what the storylines were. Yeah, especially like a midweek storyline where it's like, hey, this is something developing. Like, hey, this guy's pushing this guy in the depth chart, or yeah. just like how they're gonna split the carries with Laron McLean and Ray yeah. Rice. <laughs> 
Willis McGahee or whatever that was. Uh, Should Ray Rice be worried West about Bernard Pierce? Pierce? Yeah. Is Remember the, the future of running backs in Baltimore? Yeah. Shout out to Fucking bomb. Remember, I, I hated oh. Terrence West may be my most hated football player ever. Oh, geez. Or that tackle that right you guys drafted last year? Oh, yeah. Isaiah Wilson. Wow, they, they what could a probably, shot at Terrence West. Baltimore's sure, no, own. No, he was a dick. He was a dickhead at Towson. You used to see him walk and be like, what's up, man? Good game. Just right past you. Wow. Sick. Can't wait, can't wait oh, till dude. you're working at pause in, like, in four I, years. God, we're talking about Towson University, man. Uh, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Townsend. Man. Big man on FCF's campus. FCF's campus, <laughs> yeah. Well, we probably have a lot of listeners that went to Towson. Um, uh, remember when LaRon McLean was, like, asking for more carries? I think his quote was, more carries, more touchdowns. I don't know if you guys remember. He's that. probably not wrong. Him. Yeah. He was awesome. He was awesome for a period. He's had some – not legal issues, but I think he's had some troubles I, last I couple of years. Back. I think he's back. Yeah. I think he's back. Back, I'd like, love to talk to him. Back to being all right. Like, he's another Alabama guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he is another Alabama guy. That's so true. He's 36 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Best season in the NFL. 2008. 902 yards. 2008. Went two straight Pro Bowls. So an all-pro in 2008. Yeah. 2008. Shut down Cowboy Stadium. Yes, he did. Um, we will move on here to our uh, starting five draft. Um Presented by our friends at Fed Thrill, as it always is. Um, look, I've been saying it every week. And last week, me and Banks, we were in Georgia. It's, it's, we're, you know, the boys are on the beach. Banks, you're not on the beach, but the other boys are out on the beach. And look at sunglasses season. Everyone's out there in their sunnies. Why would you not support a local company like Fed Thrill? Use the promo code X52, get 20% off those bad boys. Bunch of styles, local Maryland styles. You Tons of the styles. Flag. You can wrap, you know, orange and black. You can men's and women's styles. Good men's job. and women's. Everybody. Get some for your lady. Get get yeah. Get Ladies, some. Or get, get some for your get man. Man. Um, whoever, whatever. Get something for anybody. Get something for your brother, for your sister, for your mom, for your dad. It doesn't matter. Anybody can wear wear Fed Thrill. Um, so that's right. The the promo code is exit fifty two, um, and you get twenty percent off. So make sure to go to Fed Thrill. We really appreciate their support of the podcast. And the reason that me and Banks were in Georgia was for a wedding. Shout out to Jimmy and Julia, two of two of two of the best people to ever meet. Got married down in Georgia, and uh, their wedding was great. And so it brought us, you know, we're kind of in wedding season, kind of in wedding season. And we thought, let's do a starting five draft on wedding things, wedding things. So this is kind of up once again, as they always are, a little up for interpretation, kind of similar to the hotel draft we did, like just mm-hmm. things about a hotel. This is just things about a wedding wedding weekend, the actual day of the wedding, the things that go on around the wedding, the social, you know, all the different things. So that's what we're going to do. I'm sure most people that listen to the show, you know, either had a wedding slated for the summer or, or, or going to a wedding. It's just that kind of the year. So that's backloaded too from backloaded from last year. Exactly. Right. Um, I have the first pick banks. You have the second pick RDT. You have the third pick. And with the first pick of the wedding things draft, and I think anybody that knows me will know this was going to be my pick. I'm taking the dance floor at the reception. Had to be the dance floor at the reception. I absolutely love cutting up on the dance floor. I was cutting it up this weekend. I cut it up every single time. And it's just great. Everyone's out there. They're having a good time. One of the special things that you get at a wedding dance floor is obviously you go out to a bar, young people, you got everybody dancing. 
you get, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, you know, older folks, they come out and relive the glory days. Mm -hmm. And that is some of the most entertaining stuff, especially early on in the night on the dance floor. People are of all ages from 10 to 80 are out there doing their best stuff. And that is true. You're doing dance circles. You know, you're getting the trains going. We had the love train going at the wedding this weekend. We drive, everyone's getting on the love train, join in, start a love train. Big time dance floor. Yeah. You get all kinds of, you get a variety of songs too, where you, you kind of get your opportunities to kind of step off. If it's not your, your scene or if it's not like at some point during the night, like something's going to come up your alley. And then it almost becomes, as long as you know people this wedding, unless like, you're just like, I've been at a wedding or two where I've only know a couple of people. If you know people at this wedding, like you are, you're like uncomfortable if you're not out there, like mm-hmm. you're, you're looked down upon if you're not out there, you got to get out there. Dance floor is where it gets people going, gets people together. Um, it's what it's all about. The best too for our wedding, Lauren and I's wedding, is our videographer had cameras set up in each of the four corners of the dance floor. Very smart. We have footage of the entire dance floor, and it's it's some of the funniest stuff. We kind of just fast forward. I don't think we've ever watched it all the way through because it's like five hours long, but we fast forwarded it to like the last hour and a half. Oh, yeah. The, the things and the faces and the conversations that you hear and, and like can see are hilarious. I mean, it's, it's like the watering hole in Africa. You just don't know what you're going to see. You don't know what you're going to stumble upon. It's, it's fantastic. It's very fun. The, the, like when it gets late in the night too and people are getting sauced, you just don't yeah. know what's going to oh, happen. Yeah. It's, you see, you know, you see two friends, you know, off in the corner kind of sneak away and it's like, oh, okay, you're putting together the pieces. It's, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of season. No. <laughs> That's the season. Uh, well, thanks. You have the second pick. I do have the second pick and I'm glad you went with dance floor because I think that this is going to be pretty much the going number one. And I was thinking just like, Oh, he might go dance floor. He really might. Um, and it was probably going to be my number two. If you had taken the open bar, the open bar yes. is mm-hmm. you got to have it. It's a must have at every wedding. Yep. If you don't have it, shame on you. Um, it's you just, I mean, it's, it speaks for itself. I mean, it's open bar, dude. And it's like a doubt. And, and, uh, RDT, did you have an open bar? Yeah. Okay. So before I say this, yeah, I, I, I was such a, wedding, by the way. It, it I, was such a downer. And this is funny that it's too, me and Banks, obviously not married. RDT, you had a wedding. So you have a different, ex, you have a different perspective of the, the wedding experience to a certain extent, but it is the worst when someone doesn't have an open bar. And apologies to anyone that didn't have an open bar at their wedding for a variety of reasons. But man, is it a downer? Just a downer. You, you got to have an open bar. You have to. I mean, I, again, I haven't been to many cash bar weddings and I pray that I don't have to, <laughs> you, you have to have an open bar. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like going up. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't know if it's going to be a, I don't want to take the best, the, the, the best. Um, I won't go into it. I, I won't. I, I won't. Yeah. There's some <laughs> thoughts I want to add maybe that I just, yeah, I'm not that sure could potentially be other picks. So let's yeah. go to RDT third and fourth. Um, I, I knew that was going to be, I, yeah. I I felt like those were the clear ones. Too. I did some recon with my roommate before uh, before this we got on air and everything. Got to Kyle. Yeah, and he was like, "So who's got first pick and is taking open bar?" And I'm like, "Actually, I think Taylor's going to have first pick, and I, I don't think he's going to go that direction. So I might have my window here." I mean, Kyle Kyle knew I was going to take dance floor. He and once I, I have the first pick, I was 
thinking it was going to be dance floor, but I wasn't completely convinced that that was going to be specifically it. Mm. So. I, I had asked Lauren too. I was like, Oh, here's what we're doing. What should I, what should I write down? And she's like, open bar. And I said, I have third pick. I'm not getting that. Like, that. yeah, <laughs> to me, I'm not open even bar and dance floor with a clear to top two on the board. This is a two, this is a two pick first round. This is, um, I'm going, I'm going a good band. There's nothing like, I mean, and again, this kind of goes in with you with yours, Taylor. I, I have no problem with DJs. A DJ is at a, at a, at a wedding is fine, but a good band will absolutely kill it. And like you said, it kind of sets up. It's kind of like a mixture with, with, with your two, you get the open bar going, you get a couple drinks, band starts playing mm. boom, dance floor is, is flooded. Again, you've got five-year-olds, you've got 50-year-olds, you've got 85-year-olds. It's, it's the best. I mean, and if you got – they can't be corny. They can't be too – try oh, too they can hard. Be corny. Uh, but, but not too But corny. they got to have variety in it. Sometimes you got to throw some of those corny – got to get yeah. shout in there. Like, you got to get the corny stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, you've got – yeah, well, yeah, there, there's those, like, must-plays. And sometimes you, you get a DJ who has a give us your must-plays, don't-plays, and maybe-plays, and they just don't play anything on your must-play list. That was always fun, especially when you pay for that. Um, so a, a good band, again, just kind of – I don't know. It it, it kind of sets it, it sets you up perfectly because you can have a shitty wedding if the band isn't good, if the DJ is not good. So I'm going good band. Um, my my second round pick. I'm going pre reception beers with the group with your friends in a hotel room or something. You know, it, it's kind of like Banks's pick when we did the hotel one. The the beers in the room with the boys or whatever. It's kind of like, hey, ceremonies in an hour. Pretty much like the. Yeah, yeah, pregame. Yeah, you can say, yeah, we'll say okay. pregame in a. Oh, so pre ceremony, pregame. Pre ceremony, pregame. That's, okay. there we go. I okay. did not get that out. Um, again, Banks, we kind of go back to, to Riggs's wedding where had some loose cannons in the hotel room before. Again, it, you did. set the table. You're setting the table nice and for, it's, you're setting the tone for the night. Absolutely. Um, so you went, you went good band and you went good hotel. Band, and then, the, you didn't go hotel. You went, you went well, pre-ceremony. Uh, yeah. Okay. If, it, if it's in the hotel, if it's in, I don't know. Depends on the, on the setting. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, we could do what I did for your wedding, which is not even go to the ceremony yeah, or completely the skip the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think did Mar- Marty miss your ceremony too? Because we were we had a football game, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Marty, yeah, went uh, Maryland, to a Michigan. Game. Yeah, Matt came right. to town. Since the wedding was outside the city and the reception was in the city, <laughs> we just went to. Uh, I think we went to uh, pickles, right? We went to Pub Dog. Oh, I would have. Oh, we yeah. I think we went to Pub Dog for a little bite and some beers and maybe crossbar, and then we went to the reception. I wish um, I could have done that. Yeah, well, you were busy. Mm-hmm. Um, my pick here. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, one of the two here one uh no i don't want to double eh. i want to go with getting dressed up i want to go with getting dressed up i think everybody likes um just trying to put on their their finest wear for for the wedding it's it's you don't get that many opportunities, especially in this day and age, to, to actually get dressed and get in a suit and look nice. And some people might not like it, but I think, um, you know, wedding is kind of a scene. It's 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 kind of you arrive and you're trying to put on a show and, you're, you know, people are, people are looking at each other and feeling each other out. And there's always strangers and you're just trying to look good out there. 
So getting dressed up is uh, is what I was. I, I think I'm taking what your pick was going to be. I, I was going to consider taking it. I think the what you said. I don't think it's a separate pick, so I'll just say it. The like, the like observation and push pull of like what other people are wearing once you get there, and you're just sort of scoping like, ooh, did I outdress? I mean, maybe this is me. Like, and if this is a pick, I might just take it right here. Like the sort of like competition of like, and it's between everybody. Like girls are looking at what other girls are wearing. Guys are looking at what other guys are wearing. Like, did you, like at this wedding, we had black tie optional. People were like, oh, did I like do the right thing with the dress code? And then you have people that just absolutely missed it. Absolutely missed it. Not to, <laughs> not to, not to go out there any Jimmy and Julia's guests just straight up missed the black tie optional dress code. We're just like in colors that made no sense. Then you had people that absolutely nailed it. You had seems people that absolutely, seems you're like, like you're yes. taking it. Like, yes, I don't even know how to describe this. Pick. I have this on my board as judging people. Judge, yeah, I'm yeah. taking judging But people. that's I'm more encompassing, it. though. It's a, it includes a little bit more. I, I, I'm going to, I feel like I have to take that because that's what I'm describing. I, I it, we did it. We Cause, did it. Because it's, it's judging it people because, because you get the, you're hanging out with, with the boys or whatever it might be, and you're kind of just reading the room and you're just observing and you're just, <laughs> you and I, reading the room. Reading the room is what it's each other for this. You and I sat next to each other for this thing and at the first 10 minutes you're there in the ceremony waiting for it to start you're like looking around and Skinner. you and i are like i'm like hitting your elbow like oh, oh, oh. like that's the whole thing like we're we're all like you me all of our like alex sitting next to you like we're sitting there just like it that <laughs> i mean i don't know how to say without sounding like a jerk but like that's what everyone's doing that's what everyone's, everyone's just judging people that's I mean, what everyone's doing in a way so i'll take what i had it as i had it as I judging think, people <laughs> i will think judging people uh the the um what i'll take at seven is uh the move after what's the move after okay what after party going? move after game, party. Yeah, are, we going to, are we going to a place are we going Another back one off my board there. Hotel? are we going to a hotel are we going that uh, this wedding went to a bar after shout out to bubba garcia no free ads but bubba garcia's in in uh st simon's island what a bar um yeah the island i'm never sure what this place is called but uh yeah, the move after. I just put literally in quotes the move after. No one's re- the other thing, and this happened at this wedding is like no one's sure what everybody else is doing. You're trying to like, especially if you're not like a part of the bridal or, or you're part of the wedding. Especially party. since you're usually pretty piped up with the band yeah. fishing, and you're just yeah. like, you're like, what, what now, where, what are now, what now? where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? You didn't have time to suddenly think about what you wanted to do when you were at that level of adrenaline or whatever. Yeah. And also and there's normally not like a, there's normally happen. not a plan put in place a lot of the time. Like it's sort of done a little bit on the fly, which is kind of a part of the fun of it. Like, do we go back and change? Do yeah. we go back in full wedding guard? We mm-hmm. made the decision to go back and change, which is a great decision. Um, especially because it's 90 degrees at like 1030. Uh, and then it's like fun. Everyone's like ready to go. Um, and like the bride and groom are, that like you sent them off so you have that energy of like the send off by the way i'll go into it later next pick okay um those are two awesome picks that i had right in my my crosshairs for this pick Mm so um i am gonna go with short speeches and or Mm. no speeches this was something at this wedding they didn't do speeches they did speeches at the the rehearsal that we were not at Mm mm-hmm but there's nothing worse. So this is almost like a non-pick than when the speeches just run on way too long and everybody gets the mic and it's like so many, like you got to go in, you got to make your jokes. You got to say your sentimental thing. You got to get out. You got to 
You got to roll through it. You got to be swift about it because people, they want to eat. They want to, they want to dance. They want to drink. They want to have their fun time. Yes. We got all the warm and gooey stuff is fantastic, but there's, we can't do this all night. And you kind of got to pick what your lane is going to be in the speech. Correct. Are you going to go like hit the jokes into the final sentimental line? Are you going to go all sentimental? If you bounce around too much between the sentimental and the funny, it's a hard bounce. It's, I think it's one of the most pressure packed speeches to give for like a best man or, or a uh, maid of honor. Have either of you guys done one? No, I haven't. And I don't know that I anticipate having to do one. I, I just did one in March for my, my buddy's wedding, my best friend's wedding down in, down in South Carolina too. And yeah, it was kind of like, I started off like ripping him down being like, Grant, you could have looked better. Emily, you look all, it's like you all, you got to build up the bride and like, mm. you got to, yeah. you got to compliment her first. And like, I made sure I, you know, I talked about her and then all I did was like rip on my buddy. And then it's kind of like, and then you get into you can do all. Oh, and then I remember this and back in high school, this, and then it's like, all right, you wrap it up with some sentimental, you throw in one last joke. Yeah. And then it's, it's three or four minutes, maybe four minutes. Like, yeah, I think beyond that is when it's like past three and a half minutes. I think mm-hmm. you've gone too far. Yeah, I think because- a perfect one is hundred seconds. I think is like, the, the sweet spot when they're good they're good though when someone yeah, knocks that out of the park it is i didn't say i said short speeches i didn't No, say i agree that. with you i agree I, with you it's yeah. just it's almost like i not to change your pick it's almost like feel level in the speech like have the right feel like and like most of the time that's a shorter speech but like um we like we you're so right because we had i was at a family unnamed family member's wedding like four or five years ago five years ago and they were like at the rehearsal dinner is a rehearsal dinner speech situation also down in the South. So maybe it's a Southern thing, Southern thing, excuse me. Um, there was like eight speeches given. And I, I was like, eventually someone from our family, our side of the family was like thanking the host for like hosting the rehearsal. And I was like, stop talking, like <laughs> move on to the other things. But yeah, that's a good pick. RDT. Um, this is kind of going to go off of, of, well, not really go off. Thanks, but it's kind of in that same thing. When you get a quick ceremony, like yeah when you my wedding ceremony was a longer one because i married into a greek orthodox family and they say everything three times and they it's it's a very it was like 45 minutes an hour i think we tried to bribe the priest or the father father whatever it is Uh, i think we tried to bribe him being like hey I'll, i'll take the under on the 45 minutes and he said we'll see what we can do but i mean i remember going to a ceremony once where it was like two, three, four minutes. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. You walk down. This is him. This is her. What do you say? Yes. Yes. Kiss. All right, let's go. And I remember being like, what the hell is this? Like, this is, this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm sitting there. Like, I was like, this has to be a joke. Like this can't be, this can't be real, but it was awesome. Like there's nothing better than when you get a quick ceremony and you're like, all right, open bar. Yep. Let's do it. Like you making that mad dash to the bar and, and just, just the lightning again then it kind of goes from there where you're on the dance floor and yeah that, i feel like that's a good tone setter too where you're like 10 minute ceremony let's do it this is great that's a good pick you got another um and this is also going to build off one of mine putting in that 20 25 bucks 30 bucks whatever at the bar your first drink boom there you go <laughs> you make sure they see you you know you do some eye to eye 
And and you, you can't do it with beers. You can't. You got to no, do it with your mixed no. drinks. You can do it with beers. You could tip big on your beers. It doesn't really help you, but that's a great pick. You do it on the mixed drinks. I that literally was my next pick. Like I just verbatim, pulled that. There's twenty dollars. You, you yeah. tip them up front, and you say, "I'll be back," and you give them a wink. Mm-hmm. Like remember this that. face or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. I did it the and other night. I mean, you got of course to you did. It. You have to. Yeah, I did it's, it at the, the cocktail reception the night before too. Yeah, you have to. I mean, anywhere that there's a tip jar like that, and you're going up regularly. You got. I mean, it's now it's, the shitty thing is when you get the two bartenders and they're kind of bustling back and forth in the same mm-hmm. kind of area. The guy and the girl, yeah. and, and you yeah, tip you the girl tip the first, one, then... but they're bustling so much that there's like mm-hmm. they didn't see you do it, and so you're just kind of like uh i hope i you know get the the one that i tipped and so yeah or like, like was that, oh like that was that also. 20 enough is that was that is that good you guys split this or something like that and then so at least to get everybody like in the know like hey this guy here like mm-hmm. he's taking or, care of everybody and you know what else you know what else i mean this is just great about the open bars is they're like let me buy you a drink you always you make that joke yeah, to a stranger yeah, in the, in the yeah. line I, I got this one. Put, yeah. put that I mean, one that's, that's actually a reasoning for the open bar pick. So yeah. thank you for supporting I mean, my it, number two. Oh, of course. Pick. I mean, you can't not support it. But that, that joke gets a laugh every time. You do it to like an older relative on someone you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. his on it's mine. Like, I got it. You're washing your hands in the bathroom and you just meet a stranger <laughs> and you're just kind of chopping it up. It's like, hey, let me buy you a drink. I, 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 I got, got, I got you this know one. What? Put, your, yeah, put your next one on me. I, I got it, bud. It's a good, it's good, good for a laugh. That's two very good picks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I had really nothing controversial here so far. This has been a very jovial, yeah, because <laughs> weddings are you know, who doesn't love love? I'm gonna go with I'm just gonna go with cocktail hour. I feel like it specifically should have been taken. It's very chalky, but it's it's it builds into a little bit of the people judging that we talked about. You get out of the <laughs> ceremony, you're ready to unwind a little bit and get it, get just get things rolling a tiny bit. You got the the sometimes you get cocktail servers walking around with uh bacon bacon wrap scallops or, or uh hopefully pigs in a blanket if you're mm. i think we had um, some there were some crab cake things getting thrown there was many those, many crab little, cakes many crab cakes like those types of things little shrimp cocktail bacon um, asparagus or something yeah just something like that just something to wet the whistle a little bit and uh, get a little food in your stomach and then you start get the drinks rolling a little bit um so cocktail hour very chalky pick but it just I just do not feel that it should be on the board any longer. So it has to go. Uh, it was, it would have gone. It would have gone. I was about to take it. Um, no cocktail hour is, is a uh, big time. Cocktail hour is fun. It kind of gets you ready for the rest of the night. Um, and it's tremendous. My cousin's wedding. One of the, um, this was in garden city in up in uh, long Island where we saw Kevin James during the, the wedding ceremony too, staying in the same hotel. Um, Hey, one of the groomsmen got wheeled out during cocktail hour in a wheelchair like that. He was that obliterated after the ceremony cocktail hour. They had to put him in a wheelchair. So awesome. usher him upstairs. It's awesome. <laughs> that was, it's that awesome. was, I've never seen that before. Like that was hilarious. It's awesome. Um, I am going to start here at the 12th pick and, um, there hasn't been really any food things taken. I, I, the wedding buffet to me is the way to go. We had a buffet this weekend. Shout out to the chicken and waffles, which is chicken just a waffle station. Mwah, just a well, mac and cheese in there as well. Uh, mac and cheese. And that, yeah, the typical things like, the, you know, you, you sort of the cut of prime rib. I know people do that. 
Uh, it's so much better than having to decide what you want to eat for a wedding, like five months in advance. I mean that, or three months in advance when you're filling out the invitation, just like, give me options. Once I get there, I feel like that makes the people happy. You can decide when you want to eat. You can go back and get more food. Um, yeah. You I mean, like the, with like the waiters and waitresses, when you have that predetermined food, they're like constantly bustling and like walking around and you feel like you got there, you got to dodge them as they're working the room a little bit, but when they're at stations, and they're serving like, or they're they're if there aren't even them at the stations serving the food out, like it just it just makes everything so much easier. I think. Yeah, it's it's just a it's just a tremendous way to go. It takes it eases the it eases the moment a little bit. Like like you said, it feels like a bustling restaurant when people are just like throwing plates. You know, here's the salad. You know, he, oh, yeah. you, oh, you had this, you had this. Oh, wait, is this the wrong thing? Oh, you're oh we got two you salads here. You have an allergy. Oh, like, oh, the food's coming uh, out slow. It's like, no, here's all the food. Go get it. Just, if you, you can still have good you food. You can mingle in the lines, too. That's kind mingle of a in the lines. Well. There's just, it's it just up. a good, it just continues to promote that, you know, that, that good, the good vibes. Like, oh, you going to get a plate? Like, can you throw on a little extra mac and cheese for me? Like, you know, yeah. I'm talking to this person here. Like, can you bring me some food? I'm going to make, and I'm going to make one sappy pick. We're having to land any sappy picks. I'm take, I'm, I'm taking the first dance. I'm taking the first dance of the couple. I like the first dance of the couple. It, it, to me, like the ceremony is obviously emotional kiss, all those different things. We're cheering. Everyone's walking out, whatever. The first dance when everyone's in there, everyone's got a drink in their hand and you just, they're out there. You're cheering for them. You're hoping they don't mess it up. And when they nail, like Jimmy and Julia nailed it this week, and they absolutely nailed it, and everyone just fired up. First, what was their first dance? What was their song? Oh my God, it's escaped me. What it was, was it was a fastball. It was down the middle. I forget what it was. Yeah, it was like a really good one. Oh man, I just I'm my I'm just having a I'm just oh, not. No. But it was they nailed it. I mean, he nailed the dips. It was just it was just <laughs> it was tremendous. It was tremendous. Didn't step on the dress. And you know when the couple nails and they come off smiling, like oh we like we kind of got the biggest the biggest thing we got to do for the rest of the night out of the way, like we we kind of got it done. So, first dance. I was considering taking a savvy pick just because one hadn't been taken. Mm. Now one has, <laughs> so I think I'm gonna skip over that. And I think I'm gonna go with um, for forgetting to bring a card and and then texting them for their address so that you can then send it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> i just did it yesterday yeah shout out to my man shout out to jimmy can you forward Thanks, that, that address so i don't have to text him <laughs> yeah i can't i can't get through that Wait. totally forgot a card sorry yeah. guys sorry guys we'll be sent to your address yeah i got That's home a pick I'm, there yeah. i mean that is what there's I a lot of things that you got on your mind especially if you you're traveling and and uh you know you're always gonna you're always gonna make things right but sometimes you just you know you know slips through the cracks so you just got to, you know, it gives you an opportunity to reach out and be like, hey, great wedding. It was a great time. Hey, what's your address? I told her, I told, <laughs> I told Jimmy at the brunch the next day, I was like, oh, we'll probably like touch on wedding, the wedding a little bit on the podcast. I can't wait for him to listen. And it's great. The best uh, part about weddings now is you can just Venmo someone like forget a card. It's true. Like the, it's the, a little the, bit personal, but yeah, yeah but it, but it, like, I don't know. Like I've had, I have buddies where I'm like, dude, I'm not getting you a card. Like. I'll buy you a card, but it's coming out of the money that I'm giving you. So like here's you'll get like three fifty <laughs> less than whatever I'm giving you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, 
RDT, you always do the videos for these. Uh, the getting dressed up photo has to be that just absolutely dashing pic of, of us at this wedding. I mean, I'm all. still, I'm waiting for someone to Photoshop me in. That's all. Yeah, I have. that's true. Only thing yeah. I have this weekend. It's a good point. Finish us off, RDT. Um, I am going to go. Oh, I could go a funny. Uh, um, I'll go having the Oriole bird show up at your wedding. Like, uh, what a, wow, what a personal pick that is. Yeah, I had to. I, Oriole bird showed up to my sister's uh, rehearsal. So I love that. You know, was, there's, there's my apparent. My there. mom had likes. Apparently, Lauren was trying to get it, and she kept emailing the people, and they were like very non-responsive. And then my mom. I guess it turned out that my mom had already booked it and <laughs> people knew not to answer Lauren. So like Lauren would, Lauren would ask like five questions and they would answer four of them and just not even pay attention to the Oreo one. So Lauren was like, yeah. I was getting kind of pissed. And then, <laughs> and then like, the I bang, I don't even know if you remember, they were just like, Oh, I, th I think they were like, Oh, there's a special guest. Lauren thought it was going to be our dog. And then <laughs> it was the Oreo bird. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty funny. We've got some nice pictures of that. So. Yeah, I've, I've got to tell you what I got. I got a hell of a lot of. Um, I was going to say, it sounds like your wedding emotion. was heavily recorded. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. We've, got, we've got all angles. I've enjoyed now when I can find the videographer when you're on the dance floor playing to the camera a little bit. That's that's. Better. Yeah, <laughs> you got to. You have to. Uh, we might have to put out your we not just put out your wedding video on it on the XV2 uh, Twitter. Just we can do that. Out, just throw it out there. People can watch Dude, the dance. Floor. I don't want to get DMCA'd. If you get the whole videos, <laughs> you might find me on the dance floor out there. You're you're on there. You're you're there's a video. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. in the video. Um. All right. Great draft. God, I love weddings. All right. I took dance floor, judging people. The move <laughs> after. The move. Which sounds so bad. The move after. But everyone everyone knows what that means. The move after. Uh, the buffet and the first dance. Thanks. You took. Thank you. The open bar, getting dressed up, sh uh, short or no speeches, uh, cocktail hour, and forgetting a card and texting for their dress, which is so true. Everyone's done that. <laughs> uh, and RDT took a good band, the pre-ceremony, pre-game, uh, the quick ceremony, the big first tip, which I think might be the pick of the draft, and uh, <laughs> having the Oriole Bird show up to your wedding. That might be the closest draft we've had. Those are three very quality, quality, quality. I drafts. think the hotel one was also very good. Yes. So, like, yes. I think these ones are the ones that we're, ones, we're good at. Yeah. The yeah. other ones, the other ones are like, ah. Yeah. yeah this one blew, blew the song of the summer draft out of the water. No disrespect <laughs> to the song of the summer draft. <laughs> Uh, honorable mentions i had you took band i had dj it felt like overkill to have dance floor band and dj in yeah it would the band the thing about the band the band has to be great mm -hmm. yeah the dj can be average the and it's band, still not the djs there's there's not a lot of variance there in terms mm -hmm. of like of course there are better djs than others but with band like they have to be good and if this, it's a bad band, band fantastic it, this weekend Yes, they were. It was like a concert by the end. It was incredible. Um, they were really, really good. Um, I had handing drinks to you as you head into the cocktail hour, which is just such a like, let's get the party started move. I yeah. love yeah. that. Like that happened this week. I got an orange crush on my hand and I was like, oh, let's absolutely roll. <laughs> um, what else did I have? I think that's pretty much it. I, I had, had speeches too. I had good speeches. If speeches are good, but you took speeches. Yeah, there were a lot of like, variance like type picks that i had off of what you guys had just like phrasing might be a little different like i had hotel just in general just the fact that you just like get a hotel block and like your your friends or whoever might be are kind of in the same area and you're just yeah. kind of around each other even mm -hmm. when you're not like 
at the ceremony or at like bumping into people in the lobby or in the hotel. It's kind of there in the mix. Um, uh, like the brunch after. Mm -hmm. I thought about that. Um, the hungover brunch. Yeah, that can sometimes be a tough day too. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick it because yeah. Uh, (laughs) destinations. Yes. Just kind of put that out there. Um, my sappy pick was going to be seeing people you care about happy. That's so true, though. That's mm-hmm. so true. I mean, that's that is why the first dance is is awesome. I mean, that's sort right. of something like that to a certain right. extent. I couldn't take that after the the dances. Yeah. It's <laughs> too similar. It's um, nice getting that. Uh, what's your address text like nine months in advance of the wedding when you're just on the fringe of whether or not oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a great. I wish you'd take yeah, it. That's a good. That, that yeah. is a good you're one. Like ooh, ooh, it's not like quite the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like not sure if you're gonna get invited to a wedding, and it's like, oh, that's gonna be a fun wedding. I hope yeah. I get invited. And you and like, it's kind of a pop off when you go get a little. Yes, you you make sure you're you're really like laudatory and like congratulatory when they when they get engaged, get engaged. you send a text you, you comment on oh the Instagram, God, so you comment on their facebook like, yeah <laughs> or or yeah. you hit them with like a you know we're we've been waiting or like took you long enough i'm yeah, just joking yeah. man like, yeah, I'm just, happy so for happy you guys knew <laughs> this was coming and blah 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 it's so funny too when you i, I think everyone has like couples they're close enough with or they like i'm sure you guys have asked them about and you did it eric you you built a wedding guest list like the cuts sound just brutal at times like you just like oh do they have a a significant other they have to bring oh like if i'm getting to this friends group like where does this friend group cut off right we were adding those are we were adding people the day of the wedding we had people tell us like oh this person dropped out this person's wife got sick so there's an extra plate can this person come? And it was like, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, go we for were it. giving out plates at my sister's wedding too. Like the day of, like one of my best friends, I just called him up. Was like, hey, you want to just come to this wedding? He's like, hell yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> weddings are fun. I had, um, I had solid dinner. I had apps. This is kind of like your your I'm one so uh, thanks road trip into a wedding with your friends. Like, oh, you're all, you're packing in a car. You guys are kind of caravanning down. Uh, rummaging through the gift basket that they give you the morning after looking for like Advil or there's always like cheese crackers <laughs> yeah. or like peanut butter crackers and like a little mini bottle of Gatorade the, you finish in like package or whatever point three seconds yeah um quoting re- wedding crashers like there's always <laughs> you've got to throw some wedding crash like you know th- there's always some quotes there um uh good I, Friday chant maybe if it's, I, I, if it's a Friday wedding if it's a fr- I had um I, I mean looking at the one sloppy guy like there's always someone super sloppy we, I, there's I always some fingers pointing i don't, I don't know no 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 nobody does i just was thinking about people that, at the way you're looking at like a shirt half on the end of the dance floor it was like it was over for them like the, the, the tie yeah. is done the tie is off 13 seconds into the, the reception the shirt's half untouched a that also could have been a pick is like undoing the tie Mm-hmm. I thought oh, about like yeah. taking the like, jacket off after. Yeah, the like the sort of steps you take after you've kind of like shown, like you've shown your best outfit right at the ceremony. You get, to, I think you get to the cocktail and you keep that going, right? You sort of want to yeah. have everyone at the what you're. Everyone's peacocking. Everyone's you make it like, through your meal, and then like once you get to the meal, once a couple of drinks are down, once the first person kind of breaks the seal on that, everybody. And that happened at this wedding. Their jackets were on for an extended period of time, and we Ooh. were literally talking about it. Like, because it was so cold in that room, which is awesome because it was so yeah. hot outside. Uh, 
it was like a discussion, like, all right, who's going to be? And once we saw a couple people take the jackets off. Jackets off, roll the sleeves up, tie off. Yeah, tie off. buttons. Yeah. Um, and then my last one was uh, playing Zillow on the golf course before the wedding. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How much do you, how much you think that house is worth? If you're <laughs> the golf course wedding, like, if your house is around it, let's play a little Zillow. Just like, hey, how much do you think that house costs? And then you look it up on Zillow and yeah, oh, whoever, whoever's closest wins uh yeah <laughs> damn 650k and it has a pool <laughs> um I, this probably wouldn't have been a pick but like if you are in a wedding and you do the like pre-wedding stuff that can be fun at times depending on how they handle it like the pictures and like drinking with the rest of the you know groomsmen as you know we all be groomsmen um but that stuff can be fun that stuff can be very it can fun be very stuff. fun it can also be long and some of it can it. suck the pictures stink um i'm just a big picture maybe i'm just vain i don't know but um <laughs> but like the like i feel like that kind of gets the groomsmen going like that like especially if you have people in that party you don't really know that well like you kind of all come together you're you know you're supporting your boy like it's fun i don't I don't know how I missed this or any of us missed this. Like the party bus too. Again, like if you're a groomsman, oh, like the party bus to too. Take, I meant to write down. Oh, that's a bad, like that's driving home tonight. That's a huge oh, miss on like us. a good shuttle. Yeah. yeah like a good shuttle bus. Too. Like we, sometimes you, know, you shuttle with the same people like to the wedding and you just like, you're not very, not all that social. You're like, kind of just like, yeah, we're on our way to a wedding. And then like, you get the same people on the shuttle, like six hours later. Mm-hmm. after it's like back to the hotel wherever it might be and it's like you guys are raging now you guys are great yeah. friends my last honorable mention is like people you like get to know through the course of a wedding weekend and like the end of the night you're like yeah man like i'll hit you up or like and then you just never talk to them again yeah if, I, if i'm in your area yeah man i'll definitely we'll come stay we'll go to a ball game something like yeah that. yeah like, dude, like, gonna really, that really, yeah yeah that and that kind of goes into the people you meet on the shuttle or if you like get placed if it's a sign seat you get placed with a table that people you don't know that mm-hmm. well and you like get to know them and you're kind of vibing and it's like you know oh yeah like great Your girlfriends I, are talking or they're yeah, like oh yeah, we're yeah. gonna go down yeah we're gonna go to raleigh and stay with them in 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 in, in august and you're like yeah okay. it's like nah then, then it's like oh whatever happened to, and it's like, i don't know we had a great time with the wedding that's my last time i'll mention the connections you make that's a big one for uh for bachelor parties too Yes, it is. That's a huge one for bachelor parties. It's like, oh man, like we're gonna have so much fun at this wedding. It's, I mean, it's kind of where it, it catches root, yeah. and then it just no. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was such a sick time I had with you, man. Like, really, never seen again. Um, <laughs> great draft. That is that one of our better ones. I, I think. I hope people let us know things we missed. If we missed anything. Um, we'll put party the, bus is a big mess. The video. I don't know how yeah, we... party bus. I don't think I've ever done a party bus. Or just, yeah, like you said, just the shuttle to or yeah. from like the especially with the wedding party, especially with random people, uh, or wedding party is very very fun. Um, thank you to Fed Thrill once again for sponsoring the Starting Five segment. Mm-hmm. By the uh, way, thanks. My cousin who we went to the Bay Sox with game texted me like the next day, and all he said was, "What were those sunglasses Banks was wearing? What was the promo code?" And I said, "Oh, perfect exit fifty two, man." So always be selling. Man. Always wearing be uh, Fed Thrills. I was telling them all about it. Nick Kinder Medley, Maryland person of the week. Who wants to take it first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I know where where I'll go first because I know where I'm going. It's Kevin Herter. It's my guy, Kevin Herter. What a performance on Sunday. Wow. I didn't I I 
Okay. I figured you would go a different way, but no, I'm going this way first. Kevin Herter okay. gave me a lot of content. Yeah. yeah. That's Red all Mamba, you have Kevin Herter. Velvet. Seven get, points. 27 points. Got made fun of online. Took it all in stride. They're playing right now. He's uh, a big Derek up, Jeter guy, so they're up to oh, come it's on. not all perfect. Come the on. Story, Banks and I Love sitting next to him and Andrew Terrell at the baseball game in what 2000? Yeah, just kind of like hanging out 17? in the left field bleachers, and we're just like, "Oh, what's up, Kev?" And then we just Who'd shot you? the shit with him for like four or five man. innings. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you think I was taking? I'll, I can't give away picks. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll. Is it my turn next? Yeah. Yeah, you take it. I'm taking the pandas. What the hell? How are you guys? Okay. Oh yeah, the pandas. Yeah, yeah. yeah pandas. Sure. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. That was on my list. Championship. Yeah. So. No big deal. Um, just 12 Volar City boots. Again, not a big deal. Championship culture. Championship culture. The culture won out. We weren't able to make it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. I was unfortunate to have jumped into the middle of the dynasty. Uh, Me too. Yeah, it's a blessing to be a part of it. So shout out to the Pandas for 12th boot. Ho-hum. Neither um, of you guys taking Taylor Swift is like the upset of the century. Oh, for the, her announcing a re-recording of an album she's already released, and it's coming out in four four months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we'll get I, there. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. I was expecting like a full-on brawl for. No, I thought we were we were in a standoff over the pandas. To be honest. Yeah, I I had pandas because I had I got I, had heard I was, her on that I was watching her. I had heard her. Watching her. Uh, can we just shout out the pandas that got it done? Yes, the young slugger, Emma. Alex, Ian, Kyle, Dugan, our ace pitcher, Grace Bacon, Keegan, Slammy D, the head of women's affairs, Sam Carroll, <laughs> Joe and Eddie, and then the Panas that were not there, Ryan Lee, Tony Kickball, the Capitan, Mr. Mike Myers, and then you and me. Is that the whole list? I think so. Oh, and Lolo. Shout out to Lolo. Yeah. Wasn't there the other night. But not at the, I was thinking of people at the wedding, not there. I think I got everyone in the group chat there. Oh, the Islanders scoring tied up. Oh, man. The, we, the, we, this live podcast, this podcast we do while sporting events is going on, I just watch. I'm sure you guys see me do the same thing. I watch you guys look up and look at different things. Eric, your TV must be to the right of you or something because you're always mm-hmm. looking to the side. Yeah. It's a very, very, it's a very fun aspect of what we do here. Well, it's like I have my one TV here in my living room and then straight ahead, I have another one in our like family room that I can see perfectly. So like sometimes I'll double, we'll double dip, but. Oh, what a shot. Short side. We got, we got Vandy still down. Oh five, my four, God. Two it's a right sick now. shot. Two down. Um, but yeah, shout out to the pandas. I, we're trying to figure out if we have the most Volo city kickball championships in history, 12 boots. We also have a regional championship, but we wanted Audi Field in DC. I mean, it's the greatest kickball team in Baltimore. And if there's anybody that listens, I think I've said this before that like wants to challenge us, like play the Thursday league and see them come get us. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, Probably going back to cup in hand next yeah, season. Yeah, undefeated again. Undefeated again. Like, and just, yeah, just shout out to the culture. Wow. Shout, out to, shout out to Panda culture. Eric? Um, I was going to take Herder because, like I said, I figured one of you guys would take Pandas, and I thought one of you guys would take uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift, and I guess oh, I'm man, you guys as well you. as I thought I did. Two, two of the things that, honestly, we talk about like 75% of the time, so really not a horrible thought. Not a horrible thought process. I, when I saw that tweet go out, I was like, I, again, it took over the internet, and I was like, oh, here we go. Like, this will be a yeah. good 45-minute segment. We did. That. That's a huge swerve. 
I know. I, it's just again, not I, that everyone knows these are coming now. So the the biggest, all right, to do the to do the bit, the biggest thing to take away is they're going to be a ten minute all too well. But I saw correct. too, like the ten minute. That is going to send people into some feel places that I don't not sure people are really ready for, and maybe that's why Taylor's giving everyone so much time to prepare because that is going to eviscerate people. So, do you think she's going to drop that as a single before though? No, because it was never a single originally although yeah i don't think so you think just because it's such a it's like it's the hook for the album yeah i think she'll do i think think she'll do do red she only did one pre-single with the well she's gonna drop songs from the vault correct but she didn't do them as singles last time oh i could be wrong about oh she She dropped a love story she did love story but she did one of the vault songs too she did on the oh she did like two of them she did one with Aaron morris i was only one oh and it's perfectly fine yeah which is a great song yeah, it is. Eric? <laughs> um, first off, this, this pinch hitter for Vanderbilt is 6'7". It's fucking massive. Um, I'm going to go our girl, Melanie Newman, who I think it was last night um, called the game, the Rangers athletics game on YouTube and became, what did I want to get it right? The, the second woman to ever do play-by-play duties on a national broadcast game on one of MLB's national platforms. And she called the game with Buck Showalter and Yonder Alonso. And it was uh, Buck Showalter so good. Her, like her Buck and Yonder were awesome. And it was kind of choppy because Buck was in, I think he was back at home and Melanie and Yonder were in studio in New Jersey, but it was awesome. Like you had Buck was doing his classic thing where they would ask Buck a question, he'd answer, and then he flipped it right back around on them and was asking them the question. Like, he was asking Yonder about the pitching substance and stuff like that. So, like, anytime I could listen to Buck was great. And it's awesome that Melanie was able to get out of the booth in Baltimore and call, like, something not Orioles baseball. I know the game was, like, 7 nothing in the second inning. Uh, the, the, the A's just were, were clobbering them. But I thought that was pretty cool. It was a nice little – I mean, again, second woman ever to do play-by-play on a national broadcast is, is pretty legit. And anytime, anytime you can get Buck, it's just – He's, he's the best. Like I, I could listen to him read a phone book. So I thought, I thought that was pretty neat. I think we all could. I mean, he did just the best person to listen to anything about. He's again, he's just like, they're talking about something and he's like, Hey, Hey yonder, what, what would you do? And this, you know, what, what do you think about all this? And he just, I, I've always loved that. Like I loved in the press conferences where they would ask him like, Hey, why you brought O'Day in, in the seventh with one out. And he would be like, well, what, what would you do? What would not in like a smart ass way, but like, what would you have done? Like, with the bullpen this way, how would you have done it? And he just, and I think he does it because he's like legitimately interested in it. So he doesn't just do it to be an ass. That is an amazing, that is an amazing accomplishment for her, for sure. And uh, hopefully we get into a, a world where that's not like a big deal every time it happens, because that's just a normal thing that's happening, which I mm-hmm. think is the, I think is like the, the strength. I do have to, I do have to give her one thought here as she pined to be verified on Twitter there's a setting in there you can request verification. If she has it, if she has it. Pet peeve, you can't ask me verified. They're not going to do it. That's not how Twitter works. Pass that along to her. Pass. Oh, that's my last <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's, my, that's my only thing. As someone that will never be verified. But oh, I think they, like, frown on that. Like, that is legitimate. Like, I'm pretty sure Twitter, like, when you ask, they're like, screw you. Like, well, remember, when, to, like- remember when um, – who was doing it in the NCAA basketball tournament? Um. Oh my God. 
And I was freaking out because I was like, this is not going to work. You guys got to figure out a way to do it a different way. Was it, uh, oh, what? it was like, the, oh, it was the UNBC social media guy? It was cool to be to, oh, Marty. Oh, geez. Bring Marty on. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Who beat Texas? Who beat them? Te- um, this is fantastic stuff. This is so oh. bad. This is just such bad radio. Abilene Christian. Hmm. Abilene Christian was pining for it. Like, Are you guys watching Vanderbilt right now? I am watching them. I, uh, I mean, I watched that throwaway from the hole. Mm, you just got you, you just got to hold the ball there. Yep. We're talking about thirty seconds. <laughs> um. So yeah, but yeah, shout out to Melanie. That is, uh, and that's a really, really cool, really cool accomplishment. And to like, hopefully, she gets more of those opportunities as well. Because like- as you said, like. Well, you don't want to sit here doing Orioles games the whole year at this point. Well, again, like I, I like I love Melanie. I think she's great on the games. But yeah, it's like it's. I mean, broadcasting it on on YouTube is all, like when I was watching it, you could see how many people were watching. There were like forty five thousand people. Yeah, you know, watching on YouTube. For some reason, I'm surprised by it, but I guess that's how. I guess people sort of maneuvered to that, and if it's national, whatever. Um, any honorable mentions? College baseball. Yeah, College baseball. It's awesome. It's awesome. Do the hashtag awesome right now. Fantastic. Grow the game. Grow the game. People Sorry. forget I was like the original college baseball writer on partialsports.com. And <laughs> and we were not accepting any slander against friend of the program. Yeah. Steven Shock. Leave him alone. Okay. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. That's our guy. That sucks. Also, tough look for that uh dip and dot CEO. <laughs> yeah. By the way, tough <laughs> tough weekend in general for our guys. What happened to well, Dippin' uh, CEO? Oh well, we'll uh, yeah. he's he's not in the news for good stuff anymore. We'll we'll talk about that off air. All right, pivot that might be. Yeah, that's not we. Who, who else was our guy? Who else? Uh, Max Homa missed the cut <laughs> at the U.S. Open. So tough, tough weekend for our two for a couple of our interviews. At least Grayson Rodriguez has continued to be good. He broke a glove and he was throwing over a hundred, and his ERA is like a little over two. Uh, and he ate at the best uh, the best restaurant in in town. Also, big country. Oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about this dip and dot CEO thing. I can't believe you almost pivoted to that. I, no, no, I, I was going to talk about it. I was just going to say, what a what a 180 for that guy. People can look that up if they want. Yeah, look that up. I'm not I'm not putting that out there on the interwebs. But um, big video video of big country deleting a beer at the Jimmy Seafood tournament. I, mean, I don't think that thing was absolutely deleted. Oh, oh, oh my god! Yabo. Oh my god! Does he rob a home run? Oh, here we go. Oh, we're, all, we're both behind. Me and this my is. Let's talk about great radio. This God. is. Don't freak out. Oh. Oh no. Oh God. no. Oh no. Oh my God! I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. Silence on the on the show right now as I this wait is... for my stupid Hulu to catch up to whatever the freak you guys are watching. Oh, and uh, Manny Machado, 423 foot home run off Trevor That's Bauer. Cool. Wow, this is incredible. I mean, I mean, that was I just that was a Rick and Kill pitch. I can't believe that just happened. Oh my god, that is. Do you think he threw himself off when this is? <laughs> people might just be able to end the podcast here if they want, but <laughs> do you think they just? Do you think he just got thrown off when he turned and tried to make that? Pick off the pick second. Off. Like that, the whole thing, that whole sequence was super bizarre. 
Oh, college baseball so good. This is why you put it in as the honorable mention. Upgrade it. It gets to be 100%. in the full status after that. That was so entertaining. What a great baseball game. Oh, what that was a dagger oh, for Stanford. Yeah, yeah we've got tears. We've game, got man. tears. We've got it. Vandy won three three errors, six runs, nine hits. Stanford, five runs, ten hits. That was the Pac-12 pitcher of the year. Oh, my God. Vanderbilt might go on I mean, there's the just thing. college baseball. So This is the oh, thing. Oh, what a play. There's – College baseball now. is going to just continue to get better because there's not as many minor league teams, so guys are going to go to school, stay in Same school. Same thing with the draft. The point. draft's only being five. Very uh, good point. This so, is going to get bigger, I think. I, I think, think that like, this that is fun baseball. And like you know, kind of digging their heels in a little bit here too. Like I think, yeah, it's, it's just oh. good. I mean, I, I we've talked about this show. Like I worked, you know, with Maryland baseball for for four years like it's just very entertaining there's great personalities they need to figure out a way to get rid of some of these four and a half hour games at times that just slog on like the 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 terps regional final game but that was an incredible that was an incredible sequence um i have one honorable mention um uh the european soccer championships just being played at all hours of the day it's just tremendous television there's and right now international sports in general right now olympic trials all this stuff is happening right now. It's a it. The people, I think, your guys' boy uh, Nate a couple weeks ago on the on Dave Porter show said that like we we're in a dead time for sports. That's the worst take in American history. There's so <laughs> much going on right now, and if you think it's a dead time for sports, you're just not paying attention. So, you have Euros, Olympic trials, college baseball. You had college softball. You have NBA playoffs. You have NHL playoffs. You have Major League Baseball regular season. You have Copa America. Like there, there's just like I if you only watch have been really good. If you only watch football, that's your take. And that's a fair take. If you only want to watch football and care about football, fine. But there's like a million other things going on. And they just dumped into Dodgers Padres. It's like the best yeah, right in, rivalry going to baseball right now. I yeah. tweeted this the other night. This is finding the onion ring in your French fries. Like did say oh, that. we go right into this. It's a, like, a little is... bit of a bizarre, bizarre uh <laughs> tweet considering you could have just King. ordered you could have just ordered the onion rings. No, but the best is when you're digging through the French fries and you're like, oh, shit, a surprise onion ring. That surprise <laughs> onion ring is an all-time moment. This is Atlanta, Milwaukee. It's, it's a, really it's a wrinkle, right sure. It's, believe, it's, I think it's up Also, there. what are you doing at Burger King? Love Burger King. Are you kidding oh, me? Bacon King? God. We, got, fries? we got on the way to the wedding last, uh, last Monday. We got Whoppers. Yeah, Whoppers. Oh, my God. Give me a fucking love one. You guys are savages. That's the first time I've been to Burger King in probably four or five years. Burger King stinks. I'm a big Burger King guy. <laughs> we should do as it. starting book it. I can't believe we haven't done that before. It's probably it's been done in a million ways by a million people, but it just um, it my end just froze and my end is gonna be the recording for this episode. And so people are not gonna hear what you just said. So but we'll keep that to ourselves. Whatever you just suggested that I didn't hear myself <laughs> we'll talk but offline it's done we'll talk offline and that's it that's that's the xfit 2 podcast uh for this week thanks once again to our friends at fed thrill for sponsoring the starting five segment exit 52 is the promo code get 20 percent off you can follow rdt at e-d-i-t-t-i 22 on twitter you can follow banks at barstool banks you can follow myself at taylor schmidt 10 you can follow the podcast at x52 podcast on twitter and instagram make sure to give us five star review rating whatever Go out and do it. Listen to the pod. Appreciate everyone that does. Um, and listening to us just do dead air for like multiple 30-second spots as we watch college baseball. In the middle of the show, we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.